Set your faces to fun and hold on to your buns. Let's talk Star Trek, the next generation. With Charlie and Megan, shut up, Wesley, you're dumb. So come on, set your faces to fun. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Y'all, this is so exciting. Episode 23, the first yeah. special guest. This is a Set Phasers to Fun uh, historical podcast. History in the making <laughs> right now. It's history. We have managed to lure someone to talk to us other than each other. Oh, my goodness. Is that what usually happens? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that it was such <laughs> talk for an hour once a week or so and uh, uh but john shull from many star trek tv shows yes numerous uh was on the next generation on the episode called first born absolutely uh, playing molar yes the klingon devil not devil but like a tyrant it's, it's a it's their uh mythology he's a mytho uh mythology character yeah yeah which so I, for the listeners, right? So this is the one where uh, Alexander comes back from the future to try to get little baby Alexander to train as a warrior. Because little baby Alexander's like, I don't want to train as a warrior. That's dumb. And so dad, Worf, takes Alexander to a Klingon festival Absolutely. to be like, don't you want to get klingon <laughs> And then while they're there, they witness this uh, uh ceremony they, yeah they called it an opera so it's a Klingon opera where we're reenacting the, the characters from the mythology and so basically I I challenge Worf and I start to take him down and Alexander gets all excited and blood boiling and <laughs> so you grabs the batleth and decides <laughs> to come after me so you were playing an actor on the show acting as Molar Exactly. Did you have? A, did your character have a name that you came up with? You know what? Not during the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was always Molor, a uh, Molor. But l years later, I was I was uh, in a in green room waiting to to go on stage, and one of the kids in the show, we were doing Annie. One of the kids brought me a playing card and and said, uh, "Is this you?" And I looked at it and went, "Yeah, oh, that's me." And it that playing card had. Um, character's name the supposed person's name who plays Molor and the annual festival that's amazing so you were acting out a mythology inside of a mythology which yeah. then became its own mythology yes that is remarkable it was uh <laughs> it, and the reality was at the time I had no clue in it that was going on I just, I just knew I was doing this show, and they wanted to make sure that we were, we had to train with the Batlist because they're they, the uh, the rehearsal ones are all dull and and a little funky. They're wooden, but uh, but then when you get into filming, they actually have the the real nice shiny metal ones. So oh, really? It becomes a little on the dangerous side. So right, and little yeah. Alexander really went at you. That was part of the thing. Like he yes. took it too far, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah, he was. It was, but it was, uh, it was fun because they would, they were had all kinds of, and waiting around at the at, at the, uh, the festival, they had like uh, like a, a version of uh, carny foods, you know. So there'd be all these little worms, you know, that he was picking out and eating, and all these crazy funky things, and <laughs> you. So, um, was that where did you guys shoot that? 
that was all in at Paramount. Okay. Just Paramount, one of the back back lots. They had I I don't know whether they had like two. They had about three or four lots that they are uh, sound stages that were depending on what they did. One was set up as the ship. One was on the planet. You know, was whenever they were going to be on a planet. They used that one, so there was a big pit in one section, <laughs> and and hills and mountains, and then another was the caves, and so yeah, depending on where you were supposed to, what planet. So. Yeah. So you were telling us we were talking a little bit before we started recording about the Klingon language, and how, as our three devoted listeners know, uh, the Klingon language <laughs> is a, a legit language. Like they have the language scholar make it up, and they have this. There's dictionaries and yeah. there's the whole thing. And so you would have, you're essentially it's like speaking in a in like French or something like that. Uh, talk it about is. that. Tell us about that. Well, it's I didn't realize that it was, so, it was such a big thing, but but uh, they would actually call back to New York to the guy who developed it to get pronunciations correct and all that stuff. And then we did a... Because people would know watching the show. Oh, absolutely. Like they would know. And they will write in and all that. <laughs> so, yeah. So you get calls and, and uh, I've, had, I, I've been to, to, uh, to, to some of the, the conventions and had people come up and start rambling and cling on. And I just, I look at them like, ah, kapla. <laughs> kapla. I know that one. Kapla. And trying to explain, I, I'm just an actor, and I, and I appreciate you thinking that I really was that Klingon character. But oh, please let me get yes. this conversation. Could we? Could we? Could please get out? And I and I actually uh, the funny one of the this is the truth too. I actually had a woman done complete complete Klingon and it come up and hit on me. <laughs> oh, wow! Because she only wanted to be with uh, Klingon men. <laughs> and, and I said, well, first, you're going to have to talk to my wife. <laughs> Second, it's going to, you know... It's, you're doomed to disappoint. The, the, the makeup's gone. This is all you're going to get. It's, I don't suddenly... You don't flip the light and suddenly I'm a Klingon, you know? <laughs> Do you well, there goes one of my interview questions, John. Is oh. If you flip the light, do you suddenly become a Klingon? Yeah. I guess the answer is no. No, it, it's a two-hour light. <laughs> costumes, makeup, you know, costumes, makeup, wardrobe, hair, all that stuff. It's uh, it's about a two-hour process. Wow. Is it hot? It's got to be hot. Yes. But the thing is, is that being, um, well, they can't see this, but <laughs> being follically impaired, <laughs> I shall say, you're to have a, a bad is what you are. You're support. You're supporting a Picard. There you go. But to actually have a bad hair day is like a. That's a big thing for me. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So, so to get to do that, that was that was nice. <laughs> so you played Klingons across a couple series. I I actually played Klingons through all three series. Okay. I've actually played a, a Klingon, different ones, but but Klingons through uh, Next Generation, mm -hmm. Deep Space, and also uh, Voyager. Same head ridges, or did they give you new ones this time? <laughs> did they spring for the they, new head They ridges? always get creative. It was, it's funny because then some of the other characters, you, you would think were very Klingon-ish, but then there would be a little, it would go out onto the cheeks. Klingons were just from eyebrows up, mm -hmm. and maybe a nose piece, and maybe a chin, but usually it, they just gave you like a little goatee thing. But uh, 
as you got into different characters, then they would extend it down over the cheeks or give you a little something extra, little jowls. Um, do you still go to conventions? Are you a regular? No, I, I don't. I, I, I went to it. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing because the, the big names, you know, they're, they're in the front room or wherever the main, main place. And then they do have these side rooms where they're just rows and rows. And it was, uh, it, it, it was interesting, but I, it, it's a little, it's a little strange <laughs> for me. I, I guess I'm not as, I'm not a Trekkie. Is, I mean, I follow it. I, I, I like the whole, I like Star Trek and all that stuff. But they, the people come up and know every part that that I've done, and they can rattle it off to me and. And because playing a Klingon, they would actually bring in what looked like to me were weapons, Yikes. which I don't even know how they got through the front door. But <laughs> but those batlists, those are big. But they yeah, would only cut want a pizza with those. Yeah. My God! And then there's a, a Klingon knife where the sides flip out. You know, they push yeah. a button and the slides flip out. Mm-hmm. They all of them are usually handmade. Somebody yeah. they tool them at home and then they come to these conventions with them. I was like. You want to put that yeah. away? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then it's like, no, no, I want you. I'm, so they they would have you sign that rather than sign a picture. They right. would have you actually sign the the weapon. And so way more terrifying than a homemade phaser. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I could deal with those. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Seen those. But oh, you know, you were asking about the the language, oh, and yeah. I I kn- there was actually a that the uh, we did a. Um, CD-ROM back in the days of CD-ROMs. Now, uh, but and and with that, it was uh, at the end of the the whole game um, was a whole language lab, and so yeah, so they actually had it was like going through the span, you know, like when I was in college and doing the Spanish language labs, you would have a Klingon lab, and then I've heard that they've actually there are colleges that use that as a as a language selector. Wow. So you can go to go get your degree in, you know. I had a Klingon English dictionary as a youth. Uh, I did not stick with it like many things <laughs> in, in my youth. I got right. excited about it for about three days, realized yes. it was too hard, and put it down. Because that's my work ethic. It's just, I like to be just a butt, just two clicks, make, and then go to sleep. You buy all the it. equipment, and then... I buy the equipment, <laughs> yes. and then I, I let it... Uh, yeah, the desk. There's, a, there's some satisfaction with that, you know. <laughs> it's like at least you have it there and you go, yeah, I did that. I, I bought that. That's right. I'm a dabbler. <laughs> I take a, I take pride in that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, 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 what uh, stomached me, what, what turned my, I couldn't do it, was because all the letters were so many cubes. Like they spell a lot of the K sounds with a Q. Oh yeah. And I just felt like an unnecessary flourish for a television show. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't you just spell it out fanatically? But no, they have fancy spellings in the yeah. dictionary. Yeah. Like. Well, because in television, you're it's basically sound. That's all you're going to hear. Sure. Is the sound, and but somebody was thinking, I'm going to write this down. It's going to be. And there, and there they is. were right to do it because people take it seriously oh, and study right. it as a language. Did people, did like the producers and, and everybody around the show, did they like live in fear of the fans noticing something and write in? They, I don't process? know if they lived in fear. Yeah. My wife lived in fear from time to time. <laughs> she was a costumer and there were always people writing in saying, that, you know, hey, they were they actually promoted they need one more pip on their on their collar because she was a costumer on the show yes she was a costume in fact that's how we met 
I always awesome. say that uh, she had to measure me before I <laughs> see if I measured up. <laughs> so you guys met on Next Generation. We actually our first meeting was in the dressing uh, in the the fitting room of uh, Paramount at Paramount Studios for Star Trek. Yeah. Wow, I love that story. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day, she went on the set. I was already in in makeup, so she had no idea what I looked like, and <laughs> spent a good deal of time just talking and you know and getting to know each other with me in full co um, full makeup so by the time the day was over and I came and I came back to the dressing room with the makeup taken off just like oh yeah that's what <laughs> that's what you look is like. she secretly one of the Klingon fan girls who yeah. weasels no. her way in I no actually not <laughs> I think she was dating a stunt man or something like that. You were like, time to trade up. Yeah, that's like, let's go, let's move on up. Um, so, how long did you shoot that scene? Do you remember? The the that one was, um, I think we did it like in two days. It was uh, because there was a lot of stunt work and and uh, train. We we had a day of just training with the. Uh, um, uh, uh, the stunt coordinator. Mm -hmm. So just to get used to doing all of that and and sort and choreographing it. The biggest thing, which uh, was after we filmed everything, what the, what happened was is that there was dialogue. The actual opera, they just gave us a bunch of words, and said said just kind of put words in here or there. <laughs> <laughs> so we, you know it, it was it was almost like a. It was just like saying, you know, Bleh. you'd say the word and clink and, and stuff. And so, but for whatever reason, they liked it so much that they decided to orchestrate it. Oh, wow. So they literally had somebody orchestrate it and, and uh, so put it, so put it to music and all this stuff. And then we had to go back in and dub in our voice through that opera part. I actually had to dub in the voices not just saying the words, but singing the melody that they had created. Oh wow! So it was a, it was a little, little tricky. And and um, what what happened with me was, if I could hear me say the words, I could sing along with myself. Mm -hmm. So I had you know one a mic uh, a headphone on one ear and just listening to the sound on through the other, and would sang along so yeah I've got all this sheet music that they you know when they they sent it uh, they sent a tape and then a sheet music and then we went back in and and were you nervous I, I've got musical theater background so, so you were was, like it's a walk in the park well and it's a Sunday I did, in the park you know I, <laughs> right <laughs> but uh, with with Malore <laughs> Sunday in the park with Malore <laughs> There you go. Please, Stephen Sondheim, write that. Yes, musical. it's his new musical. <laughs> God, a, a, a Klingon musical like on Broadway. Could you imagine? Oh, man. I think it would be a hit. I think so too. They do that. You know, whenever anybody dies, they have this whole scream that they do. You yeah. know, and the, as the soul goes up, it's like. Uh, that's right. And it'd be it'd be just like the tavern scene in Fiddler on the Roof. You know, everybody <laughs> clinking glasses and ah, kapla. This musical writes itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I Hamilton think so. Caleb. That's, that's right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, but it was fun because I, I had the musical background. So when we started, 
the there because there was two of us. There's the because I was the villain of the of the mythology, and then the hero character was the was the other guy. And that's who the two of us were battling each other when it starts off. So he doesn't have musical theater background. Oh. So we start off and and I do a line and then he does a line. And and it does take forever. So they finally they they took a break and they they came to me and said, "Okay, John, we're just going to roll through your stuff and get it over <laughs> with." <laughs> and so we went so we did I don't know how long he he was there, but it it, it turned out great. So yeah. um, you know, it it worked it worked out fine, but but just having that background just saved my ass. Yeah. <laughs> There's another episode where they dubbed an entire actor, one actor, his entire scenes, they dubbed his voice through the whole episode. And he's like kind of the main like oh. the bad guy. But you can really tell. So it's like. It's, yeah. It's, I, I always liked that going back and doing some of the dubbing because it's like we did uh, Barge, when we did Barge of the Dead because they used just the old it was a it was the ship and they used the old-fashioned like four by fours propped underneath the neath the, the the hull of the ship and rocking it back and forth just mm-hmm. stage crew just wow. just pulling on those making it rock back and forth so apparently the background noise was just horrific and so we had to go in and they they had to build the sound from from zero and so we went back in but I liked it because I I didn't I didn't think I was uh, Klingon-ish enough. <laughs> so I'd look at it and go, yeah, I need to like really kind of get some testosterone going there. And so I could growl a little more and all that. <laughs> so it was, it was fun for me, but... Uh, but yeah, a whole yeah. show. No, I don't you have any acting tricks to get into the Klingon state of mind, like you know, chewing a marble or something? No, but and this is this is a God, God's truth. The first audition I went on was for a different character, uh-huh. and they and they said, "Okay, uh, I know you read for this, but uh, we want to look at this script." And it was a Klingon. And they said, we, "And you know what a Klingon is?" And I went, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah. An actor never says no. <laughs> he said, do you ride a horse? Yeah. You ride a motorcycle? Sure. <laughs> can, you, can you perform gastric bypass? Yeah, absolutely. So oh I had no clue. So, oh my, so my very first, you know, facing the Klingon was just a cold reading. And... I didn't get it. <laughs> but I researched what a Klingon was. I was ready the next time. So, And I guess they kept calling you back, so I guess you did yeah, it correctly. Yeah, it served me well. <laughs> it's funny, a little research and, and how many. You're a true warrior. Yes. No, wrong. Do you remember Try what again. the first... You have the soul of a warrior, but you really need to work on everything else. Do you remember your fir- what your first audition was for? The the character? Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was one of those where you came up on the screen. Okay. You know, you're... you're sure. And and so obviously I'm, I'm in I'm in the control room of my ship talking to to uh, uh, one of the one of the guys. I don't know yeah. if it was. Oh, I start to call him Jonathan, but Jonathan's not the <laughs> <laughs> Riker. Riker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He called 
He called my wife Blue Eyes. I always oh, thought that was endearing. That's nice. He'd always, he'd always come up and say, hey, Blue Eyes. I bet Jonathan Franks is super charming. Yeah. He yes. seems like he's super he, charming we're fans. in life. We're big fans. Are yeah, you? Are. I'm yeah. glad because, yeah, it's, it's nice when you get to confirm somebody's somebody's feelings yeah, yeah but every every experience i had with him was was exactly that in fact he um, he brought me into the he was he actually the, the cd rom was like a summer break mm -hmm. project and he brought me in for that Aww. and so yeah it was nice yeah who did you hate <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> I, I i don't hate anybody but you, who was difficult <laughs> sure well, we, we can cut this out, by the way. Okay. <laughs> well, the one I comes to mind first is because he, he was he was mean to my wife, and oh, she was yeah. a costumer, and and I had gone to visit her, and um, and uh, to go have lunch, and while I was there, all of a sudden everybody's saying, "Okay, we're ready. He's almost ready. You know, as soon as he finishes his scene, we're gonna we've got somebody to to cart him." cart not walk cart him over to the to the wardrobe and uh and every and we got wardrobe ready and we'll do the fitting quickly and all that stuff that information is not on file oh he and i don't know he may have just had a bad day or whatever it was but he yeah. but he came in and he was just angry angry that he had to do this and all that stuff and they so coddled him it was like okay right in here and they're right. getting dressed and all of a sudden i just you just hear this bam bam and my wife comes out of the dressing room and looks at bob blackman and says he just threw his shoes at me oh, i am not yeah. going to go yeah. i'm not going to finish this fitting and Good she job, she walked Kim. over yeah. and sat down and bob went in um yeah it was yeah. just uh, he he was angry because it's, it, you know it's like I don't even need these shoes. I'm there. It's only going to be a shot from the waist up. And so why, why do I need to worry about shoes? First rule of Star Trek in life, don't be a jerk. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's the that's first true. rule. I, and then uh, along those lines is like Armin Shimmer, Armin Shimmerman uh -huh. from Deep Space. And, uh, and then uh, John Quark, Phillips. Right? Quark, right. Yeah, Quark. And then John Phillips, who played uh, uh, from... From Voyager, uh huh. Is it John Phillips? Ethan. Ethan, Ethan Phillips. Phillips. Ethan mm -hmm. Phillips. He calls. He goes by John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, those guys got. I mean, Armin when they when they started uh, Voyager, Armin took him aside and and explained to him that he was. What kind of how how much censoring do I have to? None. None. Yeah, okay. go crazy. Because he he got him aside and said and he said you know welcomed him and said, you are now part of the fucking Lucky Club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Ethan had said, what? He said, yeah. He said, because at this day and age, no actor gets to sign a seven-year contract knowing that it's going to run the entire seven years, plus all the added benefits that go along with it, I mean, uh, and so he said, so just understand, you're part of that fucking lucky club, and it's like the surfer hitting, you know, hitting the, the ultimate wave, ride it, know that it's, once it's done, it's over, you're never going to catch another one like this, but enjoy every minute of it while you're on that ride, because, oh, wow, because once it's over, it, that's it. Yeah. 
I love to hear yeah, that that's story. Nice. Isn't that a great story? Yeah. And that's... Way to go, Armin. I know. I love him. I didn't yeah. really get to deal too much with him, but I, right. I loved him for that because that was that's so real and realistic. Oh, yeah. That's um, thrilling. So... Firstborn was kind of toward the end of the series. It was originally like yeah. four or five after. How was the? How were the actors and the crew and everything? At that, that point, they, they were actually very good. They were, I, the the women tended to get, you know, they they were they were a little touchier than the men. The ever the men were all very happy and very mm-hmm. charming and 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 uh, of course with Picard, you you he just stayed to himself, sort of. Yeah, but he had other projects going. He knew, sure. mm-hmm. and so, uh, but always cordial, always. You know, and my scenes didn't really have much to do with uh, with him and that that show. But see, I also got to be back backstage from time to time, uh, coming to visit Kim and and all that stuff. Back when they'd let you. Now it's there's there's oh. so much security going on that you can't. <laughs> towards the end of uh, well, actually, when they started the. Uh, uh, Enterprise. I couldn't even. They used to. She used to get me a drive-on pass so I could park right, right there in, on the lot. And I was like, No, you're gonna have to park out on, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> clear out in the in the boondocks. Yeah. And then you, and then you, you know, it it, it got really hairy. And um, so, but back in when, before then, it was, I was like, Oh yeah, I'd go. I'd, I'd be at an audition give her a call and so then I'd just drive over we'd go have lunch and and, uh, and a lot of times we'd just go to the set to say hi to everybody and and, uh, and everybody no matter how busy most most of the time everybody was really cordial that's awesome and I welcome this huge one. Oh yes we actually have a listener question oh we do oh directly from twitter outstanding super listener jason mccullough oh jason writes in jason just sent us um a copy of the series bible the original next generation bible that oh Gene yeah wrote so we're gonna talk oh. about that soon uh, but he asked what's it like to wear the unitards so did you ever wear a, a normal starfleet uniform? no no i've you were all the you, like, Those days metal. are gone. <laughs> <laughs> you only wore the Klingon outfits. No, and yes. The, and the other, the other even, There were a lot of people who no longer used those unitards because they, because even even Jonathan after what is the first or second season, he got married and he said he ate his way through Russia and they had to <laughs> for his honeymoon and they he had to change they changed uniforms just yeah like for a that piece yeah yeah, yeah just for to, that. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's. It's quite striking. Yeah. Yes. See season one Riker next to season three yeah, Riker. Too You're much. Like, too much borscht. Well, and when you and when you see become the a guy. strapping man. <laughs> yes. And a lot was strapped. <laughs> <laughs> Waist, chest. Uh, we call him skinny Riker and barrel chested Riker. Yes, we there do. you go. We do. That's it. But that. But the thing was, is that uh, when you see the extra, even extras that wear those uniforms they're like skin and bones <laughs> and, you, sure. and i mean it's it, you know it's like they say what well, the tv puts on 10 pounds is like in that uniform it puts on about 30. Wow. <laughs> were those klingon outfits like the big gray and black ones were they hot and heavy and, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah and, and it, well, the funny thing was is that you couldn't really see. they have these and i think they're from 
back in the day, like in the 30s or 40s. But they're, they're like, it's it's like a, uh, it's just like a board with a little with a little uh, oh. bench almost that mm-hmm. goes between your legs, and so you you never you never really get to sit down. You just kind of lean against them, and and you wow. know there's there's something right in the crotch to to sit down on. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it's like it's like a it's like a torture board you know yeah. it's wow. like a, and that was yeah because you can't the minute you try and there's nothing worse than going back to your trailer and then like having to you can't lay down so you're just sitting there and nodding <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to mar the makeup on no yeah you don't imagine? want big pillow creases <laughs> next to your forehead creases or you have pillow head on your hair <laughs> right. like, or the cling on it wouldn't be too bad but <laughs> <laughs> the cling on needed is nappy yeah <laughs> oh my my we actually um for one episode oh the barge of the dead was my uh we, they used my daughter as, for an extra, oh, awesome. so she was a Klingon. Oh, that's fabulous! And, but it shows the hierarchy of the of of what you're doing. Like as so, I had my own little trailer, and the ads would come up to me and ask me what I wanted for breakfast and all that stuff. And and she had a waiting room with everybody <laughs> else. And if she wanted, she could go to the catering truck and all. And then she she'd come up and talk to me, and nobody knew the relationship, and uh, they would they would keep telling her, uh, "Excuse me, but the the waiting the the extras <laughs> waiting room is over here." Trying to protect you from <laughs> the fandom like, of it's your like, daughter. It's like it's okay. It's my daughter. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So yeah, it was it was really weird because of the pecking order is what wow. I was trying to get, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, how it works, and and it's like just right there in front of me that's amazing and you and i know it because i've you know years and years when i first first started i was doing extra work and that stuff so i knew it but to see it that blatant in front of me is like oh yeah that's how that's how it goes they gotta keep the talent happy or they Mm. might throw shoes (laughs) some tough business i do have to say men klingons male klingons they look kind of buff and you know Manly, female Klingon. This is my own daughter, <laughs> beautiful daughter, as a Klingon, not so pretty. <laughs> I just kept looking at her, going, mm, "Honey, I'm glad you're not a real Klingon." Did they put in the full two hours on her makeup wise, or yeah. was it like a? It wasn't a well, quickie background job. You know what? I'm trying to think. She had she had to come in almost at the same time I did. We, in fact, wow. I think we drove in together because of. But uh, yeah, yeah, they do, and they they sla- and and they've got uh, they've got a lot of uh, stock pieces, so they just kind of fit them, find out what they've got and fit them. I because I never, the only uh, episode where they did a, a like a a mask was the last one, <laughs> the, the Tin Man. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, the last episode I did for uh, for Voyager. Um, did you get to keep any foreheads from uh, the <laughs> show or, or any uh, Oh, any you haven't memorabilia? heard? They are very protective. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they're, they have to, if you're, if they're going to use it, they, they hold it for a while because if you have to do any reshoots mm-hmm. or anything sure. like that, they want to, they want to have it. But afterwards, they, they tear them up. Oh, they wow. They rip them up. Yeah. They're like, if we, if we can't have them, no one yeah. shall have them. And I, I've seen where somebody obviously got to the trash can 
and then and then uh, I either sold them or used them themselves because they uh, in the wardrobe they have a, a wall of shame and and so you'll see people as Klingons, but they've only got like little pieces here. And here. <laughs> <laughs> that forehead, that forehead is a complete piece. It goes from ear to ear, and you'll see one over the eyebrow and the other eyebrow, and maybe some right in the middle. And that it's is like tragic. It is not three pieces. <laughs> so you obviously. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not even sure if they matched, but they just, you know. Was, so you get these weird-looking concoctions, and going. Mm, you you might have gotten into the trash, but you really didn't. <laughs> you didn't achieve what you were going for with this. It was like oh, because some of them. And, well, and that's what happened. They were, but they would do the same thing uh, for costumes. They would constantly hound, uh, either call or write, the costume department trying to get. Uh, get patterns or mm -hmm. or uh, somebody to help them make a costume and it's like mm, no everybody mm -hmm. was on strict yeah st you know they they wow. were it was strictly taboo to do anything like that i'm sure there's a thriving black market oh i'm sure ebay is probably rife with that stuff yeah yeah well now that that majel's gone I heard that when Major was still alive, she was like she runs shotgun over everything. <laughs> yeah. And so if she was you, even to the, I'm not sure that she. I, I think she even went to some of the earlier conventions, and if if it wasn't trademarked or you know somehow licensed out, yeah, she would I close them down. Be really intimidating too. Can you imagine Major Barrett calling yeah. up yeah, yeah. and being like, "You're gonna." cease and desist right now bucko i'd be like oh my right. god it's, it's funny because my wife actually had to do some wardrobe fittings with her and the way you do wardrobe fittings with or did with with her with majel was you actually went to her house and she had a separate closet that she opened up and she had her star trek wardrobe oh, wow. and so you just kind of did yeah fitted with with wardrobe that was there so that's great she did uh, yeah so she it was funny that's some of the stories that she would tell and other people yeah. i mean you just kind of you just kind of get all the crazy stories <laughs> right. and there and it's funny i mean it's i mean and i forget how uh how big the whole star trek uh uh fan club and the fan base and all you know and and you know and, and but then when they came out with the movie Trek, what was it Trekkies or no, not Trekkies? Yeah, I know. Because that was about. a Trekkies is a is a documentary. But mm -hmm. there was the other one with Tim Allen and oh, Galaxy oh, Quest, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah, it was hysterical because yeah. the the attitudes. Because at that time, I think uh, um, from the original Star Trek, they were they already had uh, what was the, the Captain Kirk was uh, uh, the actor uh, Shatner Shatner. Was was saying all those horrible things about mm -hmm. you know you guys need to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had no idea how big the whole convention thing was going to get. Right. Now I think he's Armin should have talked to him. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we need to deploy Armin to all the bad. Armin, well, yeah, exactly, because because <laughs> by that time, by Armin time, Armin got around. He knew how big the whole yeah. thing was. Right. And For so because they were going to conventions and and a, a few of them would say, yeah. I, we want. I want to take the family on a European tour, so we just so we just uh, 
let pe let it be known and we we had guest appearances in all these different major countries so so not only did they have a whole european tour they came back with uh, money in their pockets and everything paid wow. for and because it's it, it, it can you know it can be that big it it is that big still. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for with this podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> we're hoping that in 30 years, people will be talking Go. about what was it like to yeah. work with Charlie and Megan as they blathered on yes. about a show <laughs> that existed 30 years prior. 30 years. <laughs> I, I get that question when I to say I was on Star Trek, and people yeah. will ask me about Captain Kirk oh. and Spock, and all that's like... Excuse me? How, how, how old do you think, think I am? Yeah, it's like, how old <laughs> do I look? It's like, I mean, I'm up, I'm getting up there, but it's like, really? I was, I think I was in junior high. Maybe you'll get on this new show they're making. Well, hey, from uh, from your lips to God's ears, and that's an old Yiddish thing. I will start a fan petition. That's there right. we, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's change.org, people. Go to our page. <laughs> See that's that does show you how old I am. I forget that that's the big thing now. Is we need it? to come up with some like cool moniker. Like yeah. let's have a celebration. Like it should be something. Oh that yeah, yeah. a shulin. Yeah, I used to call. I was I wasn't uh, Polish, so I used to call myself Shulinski. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's bring Shulinski in. <laughs> come on, we need those ethnic groups. <laughs> Like, Shaw is just a little too German and too, you know, everybody's kind of wanting to forget some of that <laughs> German history. So let's make him Polish or Yiddish or whatever. <laughs> Not very many people go too Polish. They try and go, they turn, yeah. they drop the Inskis. Oh, that's true. Well, I think that's because they, as they went through the, went through Ellis Island, they just right. like, oh, that's just too many letters. <laughs> Too much. They should have tried in Klingon. Too many letters. Oh. oh. I know. I see what I did is I brought it back. You did. Oh, you did. <laughs> you did. You put a button on it. You put a button on it. That was good. That's why I'm a professional <laughs> podcaster. There and we by go. Professional, I mean, we pay, to do, we, pay, we, pay, we pay to do this. <laughs> we, we, we went to a school. We paid tuition. <laughs> to do this on our own. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, anything else to ask? Well, let me ask you this, John. Yes. Okay, because um, one of the hallmarks of Set Vages to Fun is that the thing that Charlie and I talking like talking about more than anything mm. is ourselves. So oh. you've had a few, mm. a little, some time here with Charlie with mm. me. Let me ask you this very important question. <laughs> Who do you think would make the better Klingon? Charlie oh, or me. Now man. I know I know he's got the height on me, but I should tell you I'm a scrapper. I was gonna say it's it's tough because he's got the beard and the <laughs> hair. He's he's got, uh, and then uh, and then you've got the attitude I do, and the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Would they make me the shave my beard and put? You know what I don't usually question. they usually incorporated that. Okay. Right. Yeah, most of the time because that was a thing. It was just it went just uh, above the ear, and then a nose piece. Right. And, uh, but I don't, I don't know. They made me shave, but that was because I just had a stubble. <laughs> and I have no, my, I got to admire your beard. That mine. Oh, thank you. They weren't in fashion at the time. No. Maybe Riker started it. Oh, yeah. Back well, that, in, you know, that was the. That was the. <laughs> That was to hide certain parts. <laughs> yes. He would take his spare chin and hide it away. There you yeah. go. Okay. I, yeah. I didn't want to say that, but... 
I said yeah. it. I think the world knows. Winston's not fooling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least if you're a Trekkie fan, you might, you got to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, the costume and the, and the beard. <laughs> Everything well, had to change. you were right, John. The proper answer is me. Yeah. I would yes. make the better clay on. Okay. <laughs> I think so. What would I be? What alien would I be? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. No, I, but... Could we both be Klingons? You would just be the better one. I would clearly be the. I don't the, think I would be a Klingon. You wouldn't know. be the Klingon. You just don't have that. You don't have that aggressive, sharpened uh, teeth personality. And uh, yeah, which I still have two sets of teeth from that show. Oh, oh awesome. nice. <laughs> Do you ever you just put them in at Halloween and freak people out? You know what I did? I I went to my dentist with a pair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to him, and he just kind of like wouldn't look at me. And it, and, we, and it went on for like at least 10 minutes. And then finally, I said, are you kidding me? You're not going to say anything about my teeth? <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and said, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, said, I didn't know what to say. I, said, I thought, I, th- I don't remember him being that bad. Because they had created like a hook one. They yeah. actually had to had to, to file it down because it was just so far out there. Oh but my goodness. There was one that actually would hook under, you know, yeah, around like my tusk. lip and everything and wow. so, yeah, like a tusk. And I was like, really? You're not even going to say anything? Oh. That's really funny. So, yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. worse dental hygiene. So, again, that also puts it, oh, the, puts, right. it puts it a plus in the there back of his Klingon column. I'm so bad with the different groups. See, like a Bajoran, you probably you could. Then I think one of the because all you do is the the nose yeah, piece, yeah. and that sounds good for my work ethic. You yeah. could be a, one of those um, napkin sex planet people. Yeah, like perfect. Kill, just uh, the Wesley. normal people. Yeah, yeah that'd be just good. Throw on. Um, I could probably handle Vulcan. Oh, Vulcan. Sure. Sure. I'm trying to think, I work with, but they're pretty clean shaved. They're pretty clean. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you'd have That's to true. you'd have to clean up the. Oh, can the I be beard. a Darmok person? Yes. <laughs> yes. You should be. You should be a Darmok person. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's the called. like twenty fifth anniversary of that episode this week. Darmok and Jalad and Tanagra. Is it really? Yeah. That's why totally do you know that? Be. I saw it on the internet. You're betraying our Look lack at of these knowledge. Guys. <laughs> I yeah, you said there. you didn't have any knowledge. <laughs> Did you're you like see how going. Quick I was like, it's Ethan Phillips, you guys. It's Ethan. Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've been busted. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Megan. I don't know what that was. How could it be? Except I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything except everything. <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> it's, Great, I, but you had you named off the characters and all that stuff. Yeah, we spend a good amount of time watching Next Generation. It's usually on in the background at some point. That's true. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Um, yeah. Let's see. Any other crazy story? Any other interesting tidbits about think. Next Gen? Ah, uh, not off the top of my head. It's okay. <laughs> It feels like a good Yeah, it feels good. Good chunk. Yeah. We did. Okay, we thanks did. Thanks so much, John. Yeah, thanks, You've John. Been a true pleasure. Well, thank you guys. This was this was fun. It's like going down memory lane yeah. and <laughs> anything you want to plug? Anything you're in appearing in right now? Uh, right now just uh, Hunt's Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! I'm the, I'm the farmer. No, actually, I did a a short that just was just played at the uh, L.A. Shorts Festival up in L.A. It was uh, uh, reward if found. It's a it's just, it's just a short 
uh, independent film. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and a special shout out to Clint Trucks, who introduced us on Fatal oh. Decision. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Clint. Okay, yes. Um, so, thank you, Clint. Friend of the podcast. Yes. He um, is. So, that's been Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Special thanks to John Shaw. Thanks, John. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next time. You, you, and you being you, the listeners, and us being yeah, we won't actually see you. <laughs> John, because I'm so glad you guys clarified <laughs> that because yes. I was confused. Tra- I didn't know if that was an invitation tra- to come back. Or <laughs> our, our trademark is incoherent endings. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, look over there! And you've succeeded. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> what is this? Chica, you wounded me. Ah.